0: Hey sports fans! Today on Philstar Home Base, we've got Top 200 WTA player, Lisette Cabrera. Born to Filipino parents in Townsville, Australia, she currently represents Down Under in the WTA Tour but always makes sure to wear her Filipino heritage with pride. Join us as we talk to her about her tennis journey and the importance of having a life outside of her sport. The 23-year-old also shares about her dreams and what she can do to grow the sport in the Philippines. Join us only here on Philstar Home Base. Okay, so hi everyone, uh, welcome to Home Base. Thank you for Lizette uh, to for coming here. Uh, we welcome her. Um, it's awesome to see you.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be on the show.
0: Yeah, so Lizette, um, I think we have a little bit of you know catching up to do because last we've heard. You know, you were injured, you posted on your social media and, you know, how have you been uh, holding up until right now? Yeah, I've
1: been good. Um, It has been a few tough weeks with being injured, um, but I've still been able to do lots of fitness and kind of keep on track. So that's been really nice. Um, But I just started hitting again last week um, Mm -hmm. and I'm super excited because I'm planning to go play French Open. And i'll be leaving for that in like two weeks so yeah it's really exciting to be back on court and not be injured and just having to do rehab in the gym
0: yeah um, can you give us a little more details on what happened to you and you know what's your timetable yeah so i've
1: always had a little bit um with my sort of elbow and mm-hmm. i've had a um, few niggles with it and yeah just over the summer it kind of got progressively worse Um, and then we had a scan and there was a little bit of a tear in it so I needed to rest and do some rehab wait for it to heal Um, and now that it has I can kind of plan and go overseas which is so exciting because I've been really looking forward to competing again Um, so yeah I'll head for French Open um, and then I'll look to head to the um, UK for the grass season.
0: Yeah, that's great to hear that, uh, you know, it's, it's all good right now and you're ready to go back. Uh, but speaking of going overseas, you know, how's the COVID situation there in Australia right now? And, you know, as an athlete who often travels, um, are you planning or, or have you gotten vaccinated uh, for COVID already?
1: Yeah, so um, we've been pretty lucky in Australia that um, we haven't had many cases. It's been very normal where I live in Queensland. Um, you know, I think Australia's done a really good job of abiding with the rules, you know, when there, whenever there is a lockdown, um, which has made it um, better for us now. Um, I have gotten um, my first vaccine and I think I'll get the second dose
0: when I'm in the UK, hopefully. Yeah, that's great to hear. So, you know, it's, it's, it's better to be safe for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you recently had, you know, a stint in the Australian Open. That was your last major tournament before, you know, the injury. What was your main takeaway from that?
1: Um, my main takeaway was I got to play on Rod Laver Arena against the number two in the world, which was an amazing experience. But it was also kind of a wake-up call. I um, think I didn't play the way I wanted to, even though I did have a very good um, preseason leading in. I was really think I was going to do well. So it's kind of made me even more motivated to get back out there and um, just really kind of play my level and hopefully win some more matches and improve my ranking.
0: Yeah. Uh, you mentioned playing against Simona uh, in, in the Australian Open, right? But do you think uh, when you had that match, uh, what? how do you think you kind of like compare to them in, in terms of, you know, competitiveness? Because you also train with, you know, the likes of Ash Barty. Um, do you think you're already heading to where you want to go right now in terms of, you know, what you want to achieve with, you know, what you're doing or what what you can do with your tennis?
1: Yeah. I think a lot of the top players have that really good emotional control, especially um, under pressure in those big moments, they always win and they're always kind of level-headed. And I think that's usually one of my main strengths is my mentality. So that's something I'm really working towards because That's one thing I can control at all times. And yeah, I think I am heading in the right direction. Um, I think I just got to keep doing the little things right and hopefully it will pay off. And yeah, hopefully I'm in top 100 this year. That's the goal.
0: Yeah. In in your rankings, you've been in the top 200, you know, your career high, I think is 115. Um, Can you tell us about the journey, you know, to get where to where you are now you know you're you're still 23 you're still 23 you're obviously you know younger um you know how, how did you get to where you are and what were the challenges along the way
1: yeah i had um a lot of challenges at one point i was going to go to college in america and i was there but then something didn't add up with um a certificate from high school so i had to come back to australia and so i just decided i'm going to you know try go professional here instead of um when i was in the states and even that was a massive challenge for me because, um, you know, I was still studying to try and get back overseas. And um, once I kind of made that decision to stay, it was like there was this weight lifted off my shoulders and I could kind of focus just on tennis now and, um, yeah, and just get through that. And I think a lot of the challenges I've faced have made me mentally tougher and just, like, better after all that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I know I just from growing up, it's something that I've always wanted to do is become a professional tennis player and I'm willing to sacrifice and work really hard for it. And yeah, I'm just hoping that um, I can continue to um, improve and build and yeah, just keep working towards um, that top hundred goal.
0: Yeah. Do you think there's a lot of pressure on you, like when you first started out or even now, you know, like, and how do you kind of like handle that? You, you say that, you know, like for you, you feel like your emotions are, you know, Um, always in check and you're you have that mental toughness Um, how do you handle that
1: yeah I think um, you always feel a little bit of pressure Um, you know now that I'm a bit older and I kind of, you know, everything's on me with my income and I have to pay for a lot of things, you know, week to week, it's easy to focus on, you know, when your your results when you're not doing well and you know that is your main source of income so there is that sort of pressure. And then also the pressure of doing well and you know, um, because you work so hard and you want to make your team proud and yourself and your family. Um, But I just try and like journal a lot. I speak to a psychologist and um, just try and make sure I'm doing the right things to control my emotions because especially when you're having a tough stint and say you're not winning many matches, it's easy to get really down and kind of go off track a little bit. Um, So that's something that I've really been focusing on since I've been injured is just making sure um, I'm keeping my mind healthy and happy and yeah, just making sure that I'm, ready when I go back on tour
0: yeah you mentioned you know talking to a psychologist so like sports psychology is it I feel like it's a field that you know that's been growing traction for a lot of athletes Uh, personally for you you know what do you think does it do to help you especially on the court like how does it translate to you know real life results in you know what you're doing
1: yeah I think um a sports psychologist is a really good avenue for any athlete. Um, I think it's a good way to really um, dig deep and kind of go through things that you might not speak about with other people um, and also find out what works for you. You know, um, it works for me and I might not work for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that when I have something that I'm worried about or I'm stressed, it's good to talk about it with a professional and we kind of go through routines that will help me get through it. And um, it's also of a way of just, you know, not focusing too much on like tennis as well. Like kind mm-hmm. of in a way that like you're focusing on your mind as well as, as the tennis, because if you don't train your mind, you can't perform kind of under the pressure and in those big moments. So that's one thing. Um, I really want to do better during Open, and yeah I'm hoping when those bigger moments come this year that I feel more ready and yeah
0: all right so you know before we move on to the next few questions I have you know a short segment for you so it's called fastball I'll be asking you you know a few short questions Um, no pressure you know just it's just like simple uh, questions like maybe one or two words or one or two sentences Um, so yeah Um, are you ready yeah I'm ready (laughs) All right. So, what's your favorite pre-game meal? Love pasta or rice. <laughs> what's your hype song for a training or when you go to a match?
1: I love Drake. Anything he'll get me hyped up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your favorite surface to play on? Grass. Uh, what's your go-to shot on the court?
1: Love my backhand line.
0: <laughs> what's your favorite pastime? You know, outside of tennis favorite pastime um
1: I don't know just all moments I get to spend with my family and friends yeah Yeah. I'd say that
0: what's your favorite Filipino food oh that's a hard one
1: um (laughs) either pancit or sinigang
0: yeah and finally who's your tennis goat Serena Williams (laughs) yeah that's great so you know that's it's easy you know (laughs) you (laughs) did great (laughs) thank you (laughs) Yeah, so the next few questions, you know, we're, we're going to go about your Filipino heritage because, you know, obviously a lot of Filipino fans want to know more about you and, you know, how, how you're integrated into the culture. Um, so, yeah, speaking of the culture, um, you were born in Australia, but, you know, how does your family, you know, kind of keep that Filipino culture, you know, going on in your everyday life?
1: Yeah, well, um, my mom is an amazing cook and um, also my grand grandparents are too and I've learned lots of recipes also from my dad and um, we always eat Filipino food at home and um, I think that's a way of kind of keeping that um, Filipino heritage um, there even when I am in Australia and also like I um, mum has a lot of Filipino friends in Australia so I am around a lot of Filipinos um, so I am kind of um, engaging and hearing Tagalog a lot and (laughs) yeah I still feel like very connected um and I definitely love learning about Philippines and I always ask my mom lots of questions on how she grew up and kind of like schooling and university over in the Philippines and how it's different in Australia and yeah so that's how I kind of keep it in my day-to-day life
0: yeah uh, speaking of that Filipino community do you kind of feel um that support you know, from the Philippines, your fellow Filipinos there in Australia, because, you know, like it's kind of harder for us from, from here, the other side of the world, you know, to, to express that support to you. But, you know, when you're around Filipinos, you sort of feel that, you know, love that you, you kind of like, you know, even if you do have an Australian flag beside your name uh, on the tennis court, do you still feel, you know, you're a Filipino whenever you step on that court?
1: Yeah, definitely. I feel like I represent both. Um, the Philippines and Australia. And I feel very lucky to have um, a lot of Filipino fans as well. And Mm -hmm. it's taken me a few years to actually kind of connect with the Philippines and um, kind of get my name out there. And, you know, I think it's really important, especially for young boys and girls to see a lot of um, athletes coming up. And yeah, I'd love to be a role model for the younger ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah about the younger ones you know like uh what's your advice to you know filipinos who really want to get into tennis because i uh, i'm not sure if you you know but you know the, the craze here in the philippines is all about basketball you know but obviously there are also kids you know who want to be where you are right now in the future right yeah for sure i
1: think um if you love it and you enjoy it i think it's so easy you can just you know pick up a racket and a ball and hit against the wall if you don't have anyone to hit with um you know that's how a lot of us started i started by hitting against the wall and it's just good fun and I think it also builds community. You know, if you go to your local tennis club, um, you'll meet a lot of good people and you'll make friendships out of it. And, you know, if you really enjoy it and you're passionate about it, you could, you know, make a career out of it like me. And um, you never know. I think tennis brings a lot of opportunities. And I'm so grateful that it's my job because it doesn't feel like a job. Um, it's my passion. And yeah, I think um, it's so easy to start. And even if you're just doing it socially, yeah, it's so much fun and it's a good way to. Um, keep fit as well (laughs) yeah
0: I think we've heard from you from the last time you know we interviewed you uh, with Philippine media that you were in the Philippines uh, before you know once Um, do you plan on visiting real soon and you know what do you want to do here in terms of tennis do you do you plan on doing anything to you know to kind of like promote uh, the sport here
1: Yeah I'm hoping um, once COVID dies down and um, if my schedule is okay that I can make a stop in the Philippines and visit um, some of my other family there and also um, you know help promote tennis over there. Um, I also work with this Australian foundation called the Project Six Foundation and Mm -hmm. they help um, kind of underprivileged communities um with like providing equipment and Mm. trying to help out in any way and um, we we were speaking about possibly doing an exhibition match um in the philippines at some point so i'd love to do that Um, and even if it was just an event maybe we could raise some money to help um you know um some communities or people that um young club young players or clubs that you know want to get into tennis but maybe don't have the equipment i'd love to like um help there as well um, but yeah, I think there's lots of opportunities if um, I did come over.
0: So yeah, yeah, exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, we we look forward to it when when you know everything is back to normal. Uh, you know, speaking of your fellow uh, Filipino tennis players, you know Alex Yala and her brother Miko. Um, you know, they're they're making waves of their own. Um, I guess as an older tennis player, you know, what what could you advise to you know Alex in particular? She's also part of the WTA tour, like being you know uh being there i guess a little bit longer than she has been you know what do you want to say to her you know that she might not hear from other people
1: um i think she's doing amazing already i think she's um done a good job of setting herself up with a good team at the Rafa nadal academy and it looks like you know her career is starting to really take off and i would just say to keep working hard and keep enjoying it and yeah just to make sure you surround yourself with the right people because at the end of the day it, you can't do it alone sometimes you need help and yeah
0: it's really important that you have
1: the right people there that care for you as a tennis player but as well as a
0: human being as well so yeah yeah we just re- you know we recently interviewed her in uh, the other episode for this show and we asked her about you you know like because I remember you you mentioned that you wanted you know maybe to play doubles with her and I told her hey you know Lizette Lizette wants to play doubles with you and she was you know she was very excited about it. and she just said you know she just needed to go bump up her rankings a little bit before
1: (laughs) but Yeah. yeah that's so
0: exciting to to you know see you guys compete at you know the top level um yeah but you know let's go back to you uh You said that you wanted to get into the top 100. Do you see that as, you know, a feasible goal for you um, in this tennis season?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think if I can continue to build every week um, and just kind of go deep in tournaments and keep healthy, I definitely think it's an achievable goal. Um, I don't like to put too much pressure on myself. Um, I just kind of like to stay in the present and focus on kind of one match at a time I think in the past I have been so close that I have been like I need to make it or if I don't make it um you know this is going to happen or whatever and um yeah I just don't want to put that um pressure on myself um but yeah I I honestly think that if I um stay healthy and keep working really hard it's definitely
0: very achievable yeah i know you're 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 young and you're, you know, you you may be at the peak of your career right now but you know let's go to into some maybe your future plans like maybe after tennis do you see yourself maybe going into a coaching job or what do you see yourself you know uh, out when when you finish that uh, career as a player
1: yeah, that's a question I've kind of struggled with um, the last couple of years. You know, I want to make sure that I do have an identity outside of tennis. Um, you know, when people introduce me to their friends, it's it's always like, oh, Lizette, the tennis girl. It's never just <laughs> Lizette, you know, and mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I, you know, set myself up for after my career. And, you know, I have thought about coaching. I, I love tennis and I love um, helping people and I think my experience could help some younger players um I've also thought about psychology um, Mm -hmm. and that avenue maybe studying that um and just I love like the marketing side of business um so that's something I'm really interested in as well so there's a few things that I am thinking about um but obviously I'm still kind of focused on my tennis now um but yeah those are the few things that I think I might do after tennis
0: yeah um what, what you mentioned earlier, it's kind of an interesting take, you know, like you want one thing to have an identity out of the sport, um, you know, because a lot of us, a lot of like fans or maybe journalists like me, you know, when you, when we see you guys, we kind of like, Hey, think, you know, like tennis, it's, it's tennis, it's who you are, you know, how important is it, you know, for an athlete to, you know, build other things outside of their sports, at least for you personally, like, how do you value that, you know, building that, Your kind of like, you know, identity and your world outside of the tennis, because obviously it's not, you know, it's, it's not going to be forever for you.
1: Yeah, of course. I think a lot of athletes are just so focused on, you know, their sport now, which is totally fine. Um, But for me, like, you know, your career is actually really short. It's only a third of your life um, and you have so much more of your life after tennis or after Mm -hmm. your sport. And um, yeah, for me, it's like making sure that I don't, um kind of see tennis as just who I am it's what I do but it's not who I am and just creating that um kind of difference and separating that because I think it's really easy to um, be really upset if I'm losing because Mm -hmm. I think you know tennis is who I am and blah 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 but if I go you know what tennis is what I do and like results don't affect um the person that I am how I treat people and everything Um, I think that's really important Um, but yeah and I just want to make sure that I have options after tennis and I don't just kind of um put all my eggs in one basket and just just focus on tennis because I do have a lot of downtime I um with now like COVID and the bubble so I can do like lots of reading lots of research and kind of figuring out um what I enjoy um besides tennis
0: yeah that's great um so yeah I guess just the last question for me you know some parting shots for your supporters here in the Philippines and also the Filipino community there in Australia
1: um, uh, thank you for following me and supporting me and um if you love tennis I hope um I've inspired you to pick up a racket and just go play and have fun and yeah that, that's all I have
0: All right. Thank you so much, Lizette, for your time today. And thank you for tuning in to Homebase, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.